What's up, Baltimore? It's your boy, Nick Burr. And with it being National Travel and Tourism Week, the No Picks After Dark podcast with my guy, Aaron Dante, will be doing a four-part special series sponsored by Visit Baltimore. So get ready, turn up your volumes, because you'll hear all about the power of travel with Baltimore's hospitality community and how they all came together to create a great experience for visitors, whether you're from out of state or right around the corner. So welcome to Baltimore. Ayo, Aaron, talk to him. Welcome back to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest on, Mr. Enrique Paeras, Paeras from the Wine Collective. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, Aaron. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to have you on, man. I uh, toured your facility last week. I was blown away with what Baltimore has. A beautiful gem in the middle of the city. I got back home. I told family and friends, I said, I have a new place to go to now. I can sip wine. Thank you. We love it. We love it too. We love it dearly. Have some calamar and just sit back and relax. I like that. That that sounds like I'm on a, on a Spanish or French Riviera relaxing. So I appreciate you giving me a tour, sir. Of course. Of course. Anytime. So tell the audience a little bit about you. Enough about me. This is your show. Tell the audience about you. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, my name is Enrique Pajares. Um, my uh, brother and I started a winery here in Maryland a few years back called Casa Carmen. And then we paired up with our uh, partner, uh, who's a Napa winemaker, John Levenberg, to start the Wine Collective. That is basically a group of uh, vineyards in the region, all within 100 miles from here, that uh, we're all together to try to make wines that are you know, quality-focused, sustainable local wines and vermouth. And that is what drives us, an an obsessive, um, you know, passion for quality and for just the great things in life. Now, you told me a beautiful story when I was with you. And I want the audience to hear that they're listening from from everywhere. How did you choose Baltimore? You told me something that was really beautiful. And it was, I want you to repeat it, audience, because I don't don't want to just get that. I want the world to hear it. Sure, sure. Well, I don't know exactly what I said. I say a lot of things, but I'll tell you, you know, what I love about this city and the reason why we chose it is because it's, it's real. It's just, it's so, so real. And, you know, when we were first considering this project, we looked at a lot of cities and a lot of places on the, on the East Coast. And just um, there is something about uh, the heart of Baltimore that is so beautiful and that we just fell in love with. Uh, our place, even the design of our place is meant to kind of emulate that. You know, it's when you look at it from the outside, it is a it is a big warehouse under a bridge and you, you know, don't think much of it. And then when you look at it inside, it's, up, it's absolutely beautiful and full of authenticity and, and um, you know, real good things happening. That, that, uh, is, uh, you said it, you said it, the same thing to me. And I mean, I was like, I I'm must- sold. I'm sold, brother. I'm sold. <laughs> so, you know, this week we're talking about the power of travel or the National Travel and Tourism Week. Sure. Why is travel even in and around your own city or region important? Yeah, look, I think that that is a question that is very close to my heart. We have been, we have lived the life of, of gypsies, my, my family and I, in, in many ways. And uh, we even have a, a wine called the Nomad because, because of that reason. Um, but I think that the, the, the heart of the answer is that the more that you go outside yourself, the more that you know yourself. I'm not sure that self-knowledge is possible without travel. And, um, and that starts with your region. It starts with your city. It starts with your neighborhood. Uh, yeah. And, you know, what would you say people like this? 
coming from coming into Baltimore, like what would you say to them like, traveling here? Like how beautiful this place is around here? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Baltimore has all sorts of, of amazing things to explore about it. One of the one of the greatest things is and maybe our best kept secret in Baltimore is um, is is the amazing food scene here, uh, the food and bev scene in Baltimore. It's you know, it doesn't get the, the credit that it should. So I'd say, you know, explore all the little restaurants uh, in all the all the bars in the different neighborhoods. There's so much great stuff happening. And, uh, you know, just just kind of go go with your with go with your gut and just get get lost and explore the different neighborhoods. Don't stay just in one neighborhood. You know, there's there's a lot to see. So, how did you work together with the community to get through this time during a pandemic? Like, did you how did you work with the community and say, hey, we're here, whatever you need? Um, did you work with anything helping making sanitizer or anything like that during this pandemic during this time period? Yeah, I mean, a few we did we did a few things. We we kind of you know. Uh, found ourselves kind of in the front lines of, of, of COVID. Obviously, all the food and bev industry was so disproportionately affected by this. Um, we try to help our team and those uh, that work as servers and bartenders as much as possible. We were part of things like, uh, you know, the, the tip jar and stuff like that, many, many of those efforts. But, um, but we, we worked with, with, I think, very, you know, important community partnerships, you know, People like, you know, Martha Lucius and Dave Seal and Nicole At Atkinson from Push to Start and the many food and bev influencers like Chino and many others uh, that supported us through this, through that time of, you know, we were opening in the middle of a pandemic. So it was a matter of like, you know, getting even our name out there was, was very, very different than anything that we've done before in another business. And then uh, obviously, you know, we work closely with our community partners and lenders and, and creditors and people like that. We're saying like understanding what's going on in the in the front lines. That was all really, really important. I mean, open communication streams and just kind of saying, you know, being being in this together really means understanding what is happening with the businesses that are in the front line. And I think, you know, food and bev and hospitality is 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 definitely the, at the front line of this. One thing I, I remember when I was walking and talking with you the other week was that you had just, you were having your grand opening right when the pandemic was starting. And yeah. I mean, you told me, you walked me through the whole situation and I just love that you guys keep on, kept on pushing. It's like, we're going to make it through. We're going to keep on pushing. We're going to keep on working. We're going to make this happen. And I just love the perseverance and that strength of that Baltimore strong or, you know, it may be cliche, but I like how you just push through. And that's the part about the city I like. Blue collar, hardworking, making it happen. And I just like what you guys are doing. Just like, we're going to make this happen. It won't be the grand opening we want it, but we're going to still make this for Baltimore and make it happen. It's going to take more than a pandemic to beat us. I love that. I love that. I love that. And we'll be right back, folks, after these messages, 30-second messages, right back. Experience sustainable, quality, driven craft wine and vermouth made in Baltimore City from a collective of some of the best vineyards in the region. Served alongside a full menu of pinchos and tapas made from local produce, cured fish and meats, cheeses and premium Iberian tin fish. Visit us at 1700 West 41st Street, Suite 490 at the Union Collective in Baltimore. On the web at www.winecollective.vin.com or follow us on social media at The Wine Collective Baltimore. Come and experience The Wine Collective, a place like no other. And we're back, folks. And uh, again, 
This has been an amazing conversation I'm hearing with Mr. Enrique Pieros from the Wine Collective. I mean, they opened during the pandemic. And like, you know, they're still going strong. When I went to the tour, I was blown away how beautiful the facility was, how he was so welcoming to come in and give me a beautiful, give me a tour of it. And his staff was amazing. His brother was amazing. Just it was felt like home. And that's what I like about Baltimore. You feel like you're home anywhere you go. And that's one thing. That's now it's on top of my checklist of places for family and friends to come out of town to go. So that's definitely going to be just give kudos to you and your staff and your team. So when the pandemic happened, did you think it would last this long? You know, it's funny. I actually was one of the, the ones that, that, I, that did. <laughs> you know, once everything really shut down, I was, I, I think it raised some flags and I thought like, well, this is, this is really serious for, for, for the world to shut down the way, the way that it did. And even when things started reopening, you know, June, July, August, I, it was, it definitely felt like an in-between and it felt like it was going to close again. Um, I did, to be honest, I did expect, um, help to come, uh, from, from the federal government, you know, pr- to be proportionate to how long it's been. And it, and th- that help hasn't been proportionate, but, uh, but you know, it is what it is. And so I guess when things are starting to open back up, they're starting to open back up slowly, as you can see, you know, and hopefully, you know, people are getting back out. How are you getting people back to the wine collective? How are you advertising? How are you getting people to come back and say, it's fine to come in. We have options. We have outdoor options. We have indoor options. What options are, what are you guys getting to the public so they know what's going on? Yeah. So in terms of avenues of communication, we, we do a lot of social media to stay com- you know, in contact with our, with our customers and it's all organic. Uh, we just like to, to be transparent and chat with people and tell them what we're doing. And, and what we're doing is the same thing that we've done from the beginning, you know, is try to keep everybody as safe as possible. And we have, you know, commercial winery level ventilation, which is, um, which is, you know, really, really high end. And we have 20 foot ceilings, safe spacing. We have two huge garage doors that are uh, almost always open when, whenever possible. And then we have also outdoor seating, a tent outside uh, on the parking lot as well. But in some ways, the, the inside here of the winery, it's almost like, it's almost like an outdoor anyways. Um, you know, it's, it's even as cold as an outdoor. <laughs> it feels safe. And I think people feel safe when they, when they're here and, and that's why they keep on coming back. So there was something that we, again, we, again, back to this tour. Cause I, my, again, I want to express how much I appreciate the tour. There were some really cool things you showed me that I just want to give people a little peek behind the curtain, a little peek. And you were showing me how champagne was being made. Correct. Is that how yeah. you're doing Give it a breakdown real quick. I know, I know people can't see me. They can see it. But I guess how did, I, how did you get into all this making champagne? And it, to me, I was fascinated because I was like, wow, I want to buy local. This is where yeah. I want to buy now. And I don't think a lot of people know that. So give us a little background, like the champagne process and how you guys do it at your right in-house. Yeah. So we, we're just obsessed with craft in general and, and with the craft of making wine and fermentation, right? So everywhere from our still wines to our sparkling wines to our vermouth, um, we do everything 100% in-house. Uh, what you're referring to with our sparkling is the, you know, the champanoise method, which is basically that you do a first fermentation in tank, and then you put the wine in the bottle, um, and you do a second fermentation in the bottle. And then that CO2 that is being produced from that second fermentation uh, gets trapped because the bottle has a, a crown cap, like a beer cap on. 
And that's how it gets just naturally uh, bubbly. And then when you open it up, it's, 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 it's amazing how bubbly it is. And, uh, and it's all, it's all hundred percent of a natural process. And we always um, use natural ingredients and try to do, you know, minimal intervention and natural yeasts and stuff like this. And, um, and I, I think we create a very, a very good product that is. And, you know, I will tell you, I, I really, really enjoyed that part. Now I always, for me, when I would go for wine, I would drive to Virginia or I would drive to Southern Maryland to go to wineries. We have one in our own backyard in the city that we don't have to go far at all. Did you look at that when you first looked at it, opening up the, the wine, the wine collective? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, you know, I was, I was one of those people that was driving, you know, farther to go to, to, to wineries. And uh, one of the reasons why we decided to, to come to Baltimore too, is because it is, it is, you know, Baltimore doesn't have an urban winery and, and doesn't have a neighborhood winery. And it's, and, uh, and it's great that we can have every single part of the production in-house. You can come in here and learn everything that there is to be learned about wine. And more, even, even, even cooler than that is that you can actually treat us as a winery, not, not, like a, not so much like a wine bar or restaurant, but we're a little different in the sense that by being manufacturers, we have, we have all the wine right here. And we have programs like we have an Italian swing top bottle program, which is basically like a wine growler. We'll sell you the bottle, you, we, we fill it up from the tap and we have sparkling and still wines and vermouth on tap. And then every time you come back, um, you pay less to, to, get it, to get it refilled. And you know, we save the environment and you can just swing by every week and get your, get your wine for the week. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, folks. Right in our own backyard, Urban Oasis. We, got, we have a wine, wine place in our backyard. So what have you learned and from the business standpoint, from this pandemic, what have you learned from this? Everything that's gone through now, because we're coming towards the end, we're getting close, but what have you learned from business standpoint? Man, I've, I've learned uh, gratitude, Aaron. Um, I've, I really have learned that when, you know, there are, there are moments that we, we think that we really can't keep going and that we're on the verge and that we're about to crack and that there's a deeper source of strength and grit that, that emerges from somewhere else. And I think that this is what people mean when they talk about grace, you know, and, um, and for that, I am, I am deeply thankful that, you know, we can just, we can just keep going even beyond where we think that we can, that we can keep going. There's more strength there and, and we just keep going and, and we do it and we do it together. You know, that's the key to have people around you to, to support you and give you love in those moments. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it, man. And where can we find you on social media? I mean, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I mean, there's so many out here. I've lost, I lost track of them, but where can we find you? So when people come in town, they can look you guys up, they can Google you and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, we do Facebook and Instagram and it is uh, the Wine Collective Baltimore is our, is our handle. So you can find us there and, or you can go to, the, to, the, to our webpage, which is uh, winecollective.vin, um, V-I-N as, as wine in French. Um, and, or you can just come down to the Union Collective, you know, 1700 West 41st Street. Uh, we are Suite 490, which is all the way at the end, almost under the bridge there. Um, that's the, the, the last spot is ours. You can come see us or you can visit us online. We also do uh, free uh, shipping in all of Maryland and DC. So you can just order wine on our website. And by the next day, at the most two days, you'll have it in your house for free. So. Oh, I, I just found that out. I, I, I don't want to say that too loud around my household. And everybody, 
it's gonna be like Amazon. I am the Amazon of wine. I can't have that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, definitely, I really enjoy this conversation, and I'm really hopeful that like you know people hear this, understand how what a beautiful thing we have in Baltimore. People from the around the region when they travel to Baltimore, they can come down to the Wine Collective, hang out, relax. People from out of town, you know what? That's gonna be one of my first stops. Take them there because it's a really a jewel that we have in the city. So I appreciate you taking time out your day to hop on a No Picture Dark podcast. Thank you so much, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Peace, love, and happiness. We're out. Bye.